Welcome to the Protoast Podcast. Today's date is Friday the 15th of October and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week, a married couple are accused of using a sandwich to swap submarine secrets for crypto. El Salvador decides how it's going to spend the profits from its Bitcoin fund and the Australian government invests $400,000 in AI-powered anti-money laundering software. This week started with the news that the Australian government is helping a team of researchers to develop some cutting-edge AI-powered anti-money laundering software. The Office of National Intelligence and the Department of Defence, National Security Science and Technology Centre will back three blockchain experts with a total of $400,000. The trio comprises of Valiparam Mutukumarasamy of Griffith University, Professor Ryan Coe from the University of Queensland and Professor Maramuthu Palineswamy from the University of Melbourne. The so-called Big Data Toolkit will help crunch huge amounts of blockchain data and link laundered crypto back to criminals. Over the course of three years, the project will create new tools based on AI to analyse anonymized transactions. Mutukumarasami explained that by using the new tech, they hope to link financial crime patterns to effectively identify perps. He added, quote, it will develop a novel investigative toolkit to facilitate attribution such as source identification and legal evidence of criminals linked to digital payments to crime in almost real time. Although blockchain technology is technically public, the sheer amount of on-chain activity can create an overwhelming workload for authorities. For example, around 300,000 Bitcoin transactions happen every day, with Ethereum's transaction volume coming in much higher at 1.1 million daily transactions. It's a tall task. The chief of the Vancouver Police Department told reporters that his money laundering team's resources are spread thin. What crypto mixers do is break down lump sums of crypto and distribute them across thousands of wallets. They then return the amount in smaller denominations, often in a different cryptocurrency. In April, authorities caught up with Roman Sterlingov, who ran the notorious Bitcoin fog mixing service. Sterlingov's service had managed to launder around 6% of the total Bitcoin supply. However, mixing services aren't solely used for laundering crypto and are often used legitimately to increase privacy. But still, crypto holds a close relationship with money laundering, so much so that traditional finance tends to stay clear from crypto. An example with HSB can be found when it stopped its clients from purchasing MicroStrategy stock due to the tech firm owning too much Bitcoin. We can't forget the time when the owner of Australian crypto exchange Bitcoin Babe said banks were treating her like a terrorist because of her cryptocurrency connections. Governments are beginning to beef up their ability to tackle cryptocurrency-related crime. Last week, the US Department of Justice announced the introduction of its new National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team, which will be keeping a close eye on crypto exchanges, crypto mixers and tumbling services. Next up, a husband and wife duo could be facing up to 10 years in prison after investigators discovered their alleged attempts to hide and sell top-secret military information in ordinary items such as a peanut butter sandwich and a pack of chewing gum. The couple had hoped to trade the national security details in the sticky lunchtime treat for $100,000 in privacy-focused crypto Monero. According to the Department of Justice, US Navy engineer Jonathan Toby offered an unnamed foreign power the inside scoop on US nuclear submarines. In April last year, Toby allegedly sent over a slew of official printouts, manuals, digital media files and reports just as a taster. 
A note within the handout read, quote, I apologise for the poor translations into your language. Please forward this letter to your military intelligence agency. I believe this information will be of great value to your nation, end quote. The nation in question, referred to as Country One in the criminal complaint, was kept stum for eight months. Eventually, Country One handed over the documents allegedly sent by Toby to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Agents who went by the aliases of Bob corresponded with Toby and his wife Diana, who was under the codename Alice. They proceeded to hammer out an acceptable payment plan and set up a series of dead drops. Alice attempted to sell classified information to Bob over the course of several months. She agreed to drop off SD cards at predetermined locations on three separate occasions. These SD cards were hidden in seemingly ordinary objects, including a peanut butter sandwich, a chewing gum wrapper and some Band-Aid packaging. Once the couple received 70000 of the agreed $100,000 package, FBI agents and the Naval Criminal Investigative Service swooped. During his initial exchanges with undercover agents, Toby explained why Monero was his preferred method of payment, saying, quote, I am very aware of the risks of blockchain analysis of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies and believe Monero gives us both excellent deniability. Monero has the ability to hide not only the amount of money exchanged, but the identities of all those involved. And so naturally, it became the husband and wife's currency of choice. Toby and his wife are expected to appear in a West Virginia federal court this week. Bitcoin, however, which is considered the world's biggest crypto, has seemingly lost its standing among high-profile criminals. Russia-linked Revil, the group thought to be responsible for the attack on meatpacker JBS in June, and Darkseid, which has been blamed for the colonial pipeline hack in May, have either turned away from Bitcoin completely or are charging a premium for accepting the payment. Finally, El Salvador's Bitcoin Trust apparently accrued $4 million in surplus due to a surge in Bitcoin prices. But as Reuters reported, despite growing concerns over national debt, President Nayib Bukele will splash the extra cash on a state-of-the-art pet hospital. Barking mad. Or is it the perfect getaway for a certain cryptocurrency trading hamster? If you know, you know. Anyway, the Bitcoin Trust was authorised by Congress days ahead of El Salvador's Bitcoin law coming into effect on September 7th. The initial $150 million deposit into the trust was redirected from a $500 million loan from the Central American Bank for Economic Integration, intended to relieve economic pressure for small and medium-sized businesses. The Development Bank of El Salvador, known as Bandasal, has been managing the trust, buying dips and growing its value. We've estimated that the trust contained 700 Bitcoin, or $38.6 million, on September 22nd, bought by Bukele for around $35.1 million in total, which means Bukele's Bitcoin trust is currently up just shy of $3.5 million. So, what to spend the surplus on? Well, El Salvador's president took to Twitter to announce his plans to build a $4 million pet hospital in the capital city. He later hedged that the facility would be paid for using the USD part of his trust. Some analysts are saying El Salvador's economy is currently on a knife edge, though. The government's bond due in 2035 has fallen 17% to 75 cents on the dollar, with a notable dip when they made Bitcoin legal tender. 
Experts are now saying El Salvador's economy hinges on a potential $1 billion loan from the International Monetary Fund, or IMF. Right now, it's currently under discussion, but as of last week, the organisation reissued warnings that adopting Bitcoin as a national tender posed serious risks. Not to mention Bekele's decision to fire all Supreme Court justices over the age of 60, as well as law tweaks letting presidents serve two terms, which overall has left the US less than impressed. As it turns out, votes from the US make up the bulk of the IMF's awaited decision to grant a $1 billion loan. So allocating all of the Bitcoin Trust surplus to a pet hospital has raised Salvadoran eyebrows, with users online noting how current human living conditions are poor. The self-styled coolest dictator has yet to justify focusing on man's best friend, other than to say that Bitcoin is, quote, good for pets. A potential reason would be to help the high stray animal population within the country. Animal shelters and rescue non-profits receiving government support are scarce. And a 2018 study showed the chance of getting rabies from a stray is high, with 28% of dogs in the capital testing positive for the disease. According to the Spanish Twitter thread, the pet hospital will consist of 12 basic offices, four emergency clinics, four operating rooms, as well as rehabilitation, isolation and recovery areas. But Bekele hasn't suggested those facilities would benefit furry friends roaming the streets, nor if the facilities would be free to use. If the country's If the Video Mock-Up is anything to go by, though, the new pet hospital will be called Chivo Pets, named after the country's bespoke and unfortunately fraud-riddled crypto wallet. In September, authorities detained activist Mario Gomez without issuing a warrant after the commentator shared criticisms of Chivo. Gomez had pointed out a link between Chivo's wallet address and the one used by teenage hackers behind a massive Bitcoin scam. But hours later, he was released without charge. Salvadorans are making their feelings about Bekele's Bitcoin plan clear. One anti-Bitcoin rally resulted in the torching of newly installed Bitcoin ATMs. And that's your lot. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, but we realise there's only so much we can cover in just under 10 minutes. So if you want more of the stories that matter, then check out protos.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protos podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any other major podcast provider for more weekly roundups. We'll be back next week. See you then.